everyone, and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Halfway through the month of June today, the 15th. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. But today is the nicest day I've ever set foot in. It's gorgeous outside right now. Yep. Right Beautiful. now, uh, 63 degrees, a high of 76 with sunshine, and we could get into the upper 40s for uh, lows tonight and tomorrow night. I wouldn't even mind that. It'd probably be refreshing. It would. That's the word. Uh, refreshing. It's Tuesday. Miss seeing you and uh, Jennifer here yesterday morning. Yeah, we took the day off. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think she's out of town or something. Mm. So, so we had a little day off. It's the second Food Truck Tuesday. We will be having six this summer. First one came up uh, really fast the day after Memorial Day. But it's going to be a beautiful day in downtown Jackson for Food Truck Tuesday. Yeah, what a perfect day. We walked down uh, last month. I can't even believe that was, it feels like it was last week we walked down there to check out those food trucks. Uh, perfect day. And, and really, you know, as we get far, far, farther away from some of the restrictions we've had, I think we'll see more and more people opening up. I think some people, through their companies, have not wanted to, or have not been allowed to, um, you know, participate in some of these events, mm -hmm. so. We'll see them back. Of course, as we know, uh, Governor Whitmer relaxed uh, many of the state restrictions on June 1st, but a few of the restrictions still remain. And yesterday, the governor was asked if July 1st is still the date that she is going to uh, consider being the end of the end for the pandemic. And she said, it's possible they could expire before July 1. Stay tuned. Yeah, so here's where we're at right now. Our, the state's test uh, positivity rate is under 3% for the 11th day in a row at 2%. And that indicates that community spread is very, very low. Um, as cases decrease, we're about 10% short of the 70% goal of residents 16 and older getting the vaccine. So pretty good stuff. It is. Uh, here in Jackson, we had uh, 13 new cases reported yesterday since Friday's report and one new death last week on Thursday was the first day. We had no new cases, no new deaths since the pandemic began. Yeah, I saw that headline. That was great. Uh, currently three persons at Henry Ford Allegiance South being treated as COVID patients. We do have a long ways to go to get to 70%, but yesterday the state of Vermont became the first state to vaccinate 80% of its eligible population. 80%. That's crazy, and that makes you proud because you're a Vermonter. That's right. It's awesome. And people are wondering why, how is Vermont so successful? And they have a, um, a population that's um, older, whiter, uh, more liberal, and they listen to the state uh, health authorities. Uh, they followed the governor. They, the governor has wide uh, support in the state. And they were quick to get out the vaccinations. People didn't have to go through a ton of rigmarole to get an appointment to get vaccinated. It was fast and uh, efficient. And it's a more rural state, so uh, they have less people to vaccinate, just half a million. Yeah, I think we'll, uh, and for folks like Brandon and I, who um, equate everything to sports, it'll be interesting to see the state grades when this is all said and done. You know, who got A, Bs, and Cs. 
um, for how they how they've handled things. Obviously, Vermont will probably get an A. Mm -hmm. uh, Michigan probably a nice probably a C, I would think. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun to look at. I mean, of course, everyone's going to second guess everything for the next uh, ten years, and and we'll get to uh, read people's opinions about it. But there are some states that handled it horribly, and some that did a great job. With the case of Vermont, uh, the governor said, when we reach 80% vaccination, which was, you know, more than any other state, then all uh, limits will be lifted. That's effective today. The governor said 80% had it yesterday. No restrictions whatsoever in the state of Vermont. That's as great. Of today. So you had a busy day um, yesterday, it turns out. Yeah, always busy. My always. wife is out of town for a few days, so mm -hmm. that always adds a few uh, wrinkles. But uh, yeah, it was the first day that we didn't have school. We had about five activities. Um, got home about 8.30 after a nice Culver's dinner, which is my daughter's favorite restaurant. Mm -hmm. Well, since you're in charge of um, cooking, I knew it was gonna be a, uh, a takeout. Oh, I always, always takeout. We always had, take had uh, Culver's for lunch yesterday. You did, and I saw that I didn't have it for lunch, um, but we had it for dinner. And I love getting the ice cream before my food. So that's, that's just, a, that's fun. So we eat our ice cream and then we eat our food on the way home. I'm kind of like that. I, I will get French, French fries with my ice cream. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. So it was uh, great as always. We love Culver's in our family. Things are starting to return uh, to normal elsewhere. In New York last night, the Late Show Stephen Colbert welcomed an audience of 420 people. The first time uh, they've been back with a live show in about 15 months, 460 days after the start of the coronavirus pandemic, they had a full audience. Everyone had to be vaccinated. And there were a few people wearing masks. And Stephen Colbert got a, a standing ovation that lasted a minute and a half. Really? As if he ended the pandemic. Well, because isn't it weird that, you know, people in New York get these ovations for just being in New York? And I think that's kind of what happened. Are, do they film that in New York? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. You've I've been to the Late Show. I've been to, yeah. no, I've been, no, I've been to. Uh, late Yeah, night. the Late night, Late Show with David Letterman. Right, not yeah. the Stephen Colbert one. Not, no. No. That sounds like it'd be fun to go. Probably. To, to. Hey, I, uh, you know how I like to get car washes uh, in the middle of the night at Kelly Express Car Wash because no one's in line? You do that? I do that. Well, they have a new car wash. It's 24-7. It's 24-7. So the guardrails are off. Uh, they don't have the uh, tire rails anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, so you s slide right in. It's weird. You feel naked pulling huh. in there. Um, but it's great. I like it. And then the dryer's on the top, and that goes back and forth. So oh, It moves. Well, yeah. It's, it's newer and better. I like it. Yeah, I've always had a problem getting my um, car wheels lined up in the uh, guides in the car wash. You don't have to worry about that anymore at I'm Kelly cool. Express. I'm, I'm headed there um, today. Yeah, so I like to go about 10, 10.30 um, <laughs> when there's no line. And then, so it's great. That's the best, way, that's the best time to do it. Uh, Governor Whitmer yesterday uh, had a few comments uh, when she spoke with the uh, press and she announced a plan to take some of the federal unemployment benefits that have not been spent and to actually pay people $300 a week if they return to work. Isn't that amazing? Well, then you better pay the people who stayed at work $300 extra a week or else do something else with the money. 
seems to me a poor seems, use. Seems to me that's, that's crazy. But we are seeing everything has to be incentivized. Literally everything has to be incentivized, including coming into work. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I don't think if we continue to incentivize everything that is basic, uh, I don't see society uh, moving along or progressing um, at a clip that we need it to. No, it's babying people. So, Brandon, I'll give you 50 bucks <laughs> if you go get me a coffee. I'm there. I'm already on my way. It could happen. $300 a week for people to return to work. And these are people that are in the WorkShare program. So if you're in the WorkShare program and you um, were laid off, so you made $1,000 a week and uh, your employer paid you um, $700, wow. the state paid $300, and now they offer you $300 on top of that. So you'd be making $1,300 a week just for coming oh, back. Oh, so they're picking up the work share still. They're going to they're gonna pick up that yeah. work share and then add on top of it. And, and what's tricky about that for the employers, which people don't talk about, is the employers only get the employees for, you know, the, the half, half of the, of the time, time, you know. Yeah. So this would give the employees, um, you, you'd, you'd have your employees back for 40 hours and they'd get a raise. And then when that money went away, they'd probably get mad at you. Well, the biggest problem is it um, requires people having to deal with the Michigan Unemployment Insurance Agency and their uh, antiquated uh, computers. And it's likely that the uh, unemployment system will not be uh, fully functional and working correctly um, for years. <laughs> for years, literally. For years. That should be a uh, maybe an elected seat. Elected seat? Yeah. In the employment mm -hmm. director? Yes, don't you think? That's a horrible job. But, uh, I mean, I think, I think that might be one of the most stressful jobs in the state. It probably is. I think we've had a turnover in that position. I don't um, think anyone wants that job. As um, well. Yeah, so I was, um, we, Tonight, I'm, I'm without um, my wife again, so we're gonna go to Sheffins. They were closed on Mondays. Mm -hmm. And I saw uh, Brandon's been working on some stuff. They have the most unbelievable food, and it's like, why? I can't believe I'm getting this here and taking it home. It's unbelievable. Five star. It's so we'll good. be doing Sheffins tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, we were both, it turns out we were both at the same graduation party on Saturday, but I didn't see you. That's, was, it, was the party that big? Uh, no, I had, uh, I got there right at 4, left at 4.45. Um, some of the people that were there had asked me if you were coming, and because they had heard you weren't coming, mm -hmm. and it uh, turns out you did go. But uh, yeah, it was a great party. I, ho I think the graduate got a lot of money. I think there are yeah, a lot of people there. Yeah. Uh, big graduation season. We've got uh, still high school sports, and Jeff Steers will be covering uh, more for us this week. Got. Um, Softball and baseball. Yeah, we've got a lot going on. We've got some uh, golf that we're finishing covering up. We have some local golf tournaments. Um, tons of stuff going on. Jackson Junior Golf Tour starts today, believe it or not. Ran into Dave Gilpin the other day. So it's a great opportunity if you want to get your kids signed up to, to play golf. It's, a, it's a, a fun time. It's It gets the kids into competition so they can feel what that's like when they do get to the high school level. So. Uh, we have a great show for you here today. Say it's, it again. We have a great show for oh, you. Oh, yes. Today. We have a great show today. We have with us Derek Dobies, Jackson Mayor, and then Martha York and
Ken Mangus from the Active Jackson Coalition. Action. Active Jackson. Active Jackson. Is that a new uh, thing? We'll have to find out. The morning show being brought to you by the Pick Center. Great to have you with us. And the mayor joins us after this. You need a plumber? Grimes Plumbing Company. Licensed and insured. Proudly serves the Jackson area with fast, reliable service and competitive pricing, both for repairs and new installs. For fast, reliable plumbing service, call Grimes Plumbing today. And remember, we love water. I knew coming from changing careers, it was going to be hard for me to get an interview. And I think that's the hardest part nowadays is getting your resume in the right hands and out of how many people apply for the same position, why your resume. She put me in front of the right people, which without her, there was no way I would be in the position I am today. They're knowledgeable, they know what they're doing, they really know what they're doing, so they're really able to help you. I would not have found it without them. The Pick Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Doctors O'Neill and Cack supervise antibiotic infusions, as well as those for many other conditions, such as inflammatory bowel, joint and lung disease, anemia, and multiple sclerosis. Our modern facility is open seven days a week, and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best. Register now. Spring Arbor University is hosting their annual summer sports camps in June and July. Baseball, soccer, basketball, tennis, cheer, volleyball, and golf. Camp dates, offerings, and ages vary. Camps available for kids age four through senior year of high school. Details, dates, and registration information available online at saucougars.com forward slash sports. Downtown Jackson's newest restaurant, Veritas, provides a unique dining experience everybody is going to love. We feature dry-aged steaks, fresh seafood, authentic sushi, craft cocktails, fine wines, and delicious desserts. Stop in for lunch, stay for dinner. And don't forget, you can rent one of our event spaces for weddings, private parties, and more. Veritas, downtown Jackson's unique dining experience. And thanks to both of you for the good work you're doing here at JTV, and you are a trusted resource for this community. You have been a go-to source for us, not only to help promote our institution, what we're doing during COVID, but you've been an information source for us in our community. I'm so grateful for the advice and counsel and data you provided to us to help us do a better job, you know, in terms of making decisions about when to bring students back and our community back to life. Joining us today on the morning show is the mayor of the city of Jackson, Derek Dobies. Good morning, Derek. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. The uh, mayor in his uh, final term as the chief executive of the city. And I, I think know, people months. are still surprised. Yeah, five, five more months. I'm, I think people are still surprised that you decided not to mm -hmm. seek re-election. Yeah. And I don't think <laughs> you've ever said why, why not. You know, I think that... I first got elected in 2011, and I've spent 
uh, about a decade of, of service to the city and I think made a lot of progress that uh, has been set in motion is, is going to continue. Uh, I think that that progress can continue under different leadership and we have a very strong team at the city that will be able to keep that progress going. Um, really excited about Jonathan Green and the work that he's done to be more uh, inclusive of uh, different areas of the city and different interests and I think that makes for a very strong city and you know just kind of stepping back and looking at uh, what I've been able to accomplish and you know what I want to do next I don't I think I've been able to accomplish a lot. I don't necessarily know where that leads next, but um, you know, I think uh, left a mark on the city for the good. And part of me is excited to enjoy some of the fruits of that labor. And you know, I'm I'm excited to as we reopen uh, during summer and see some of the activity with some of the events coming back uh, post COVID to be able to participate in that and kind of figure out what's next for, for me and the family. Nice. Are you planning on staying in Jackson? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We love it here. Uh, this is, we've, we're now on our third house uh, within the city limits, so we've kind of moved all over, but uh, actually just moved uh, in January into a new house on, on Glen Drive and uh, fulfilled my lifelong dream of owning a riding lawnmower. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, plan on staying here and continuing to, even though I uh, won't be mayor, uh, plan on continuing to contribute to uh, the city, the health and, and vibrancy that we've started here and, you know, uh, contribute in, in other ways besides just being mayor. And I think that that uh, is incumbent on all of us to be active, involved and engaged citizens. But I think you do have higher political aspirations. <laughs> That's what you think. Uh, you know, I, I, I actually uh, never intended to be mayor. And, and in fact, when we sat down and, and talked about it, uh, my wife and I back in 2016, uh, just kind of after our first child, uh, decided not to. And uh, that's when we picked up the, I picked up the non-discrimination ordinance to really focus on policy and focus on working towards a vision of the city that I wanted to see both for myself and uh, friends and neighbors and, and for my daughter as well uh, to ensure that we're a tolerant inclusive city that views diversity as a strength and that's why I focused on that and and that kind of just took on a life of its own and spiraled and uh, led us uh, through kind of a, a recall and I think I'm the first uh, elected official ever to be like recalled from office and elected to higher office on the same ballot so it was a, a wild year that kind of put us into this position and try to make the best use of it and uh, so yeah we'll, we'll see what's in the, the cards I don't uh, make any qualms about the fact that a lot of it is on on timing and being in the right moment and at the, at the right place at the right time. And so we'll see what happens. You were young when you got into public office. And, you know, I think people watching the landscape of the country over the last, say, five, six years, um, I've gotten the impression that, you know, it's going to keep anyone, anyone good out of politics. Look at the, look at what you have to deal with, right? 50% yeah. of the people hate you no matter what. <laughs> Um, what would you what would you encourage or what would you say to encourage young people to get into local uh, politics? You know, probably part of the best best part of my job is going into the schools. Um, 
you know, I, I, I love everything that I get to do with the city, uh, despite some of the comments of, of some of the haters and stuff at, at council meetings and, and in the community. People, I think when you uh, enter into public service, people feel like uh, some of the barriers are lifted on the extent to which they can be rude uh, <laughs> to you <laughs> that they wouldn't do to, to anyone else, any other uh, employees or workers or, you know, friends and family. Uh, but uh, I think one of the best parts of being there and being in, in public service is going into the schools, uh, reading and then answering questions and uh, doing what you can to inspire future generations to uh, throw in their hat into the ring and, and get engaged, uh, whether it's mayor, council, whether it's serving on a board or commission or just taking an active role as a citizen in local, state or federal government. Uh, that's how our democracy works. Uh, it is a participatory sport. Uh, in order for our democracy to work, people have to get engaged, and when they don't, uh, we can see uh, the uh, negative repercussions of that. And I think that that's, uh, to some extent, what we've seen uh, in 2020, I think, uh, and, and the lead up to 2020. Uh, so I think people have to understand that uh, there's a role for them to play in a strong, vibrant democracy, and uh, that role exists not only at the presidential level and at the federal level, but right here in uh, cities like Jackson. You know, with redistricting, which we don't know what the districts are going to look like for any of the representatives, the U.S. House, we do know that the state of Michigan loses one seat in the next uh, election plus um, the Michigan Senate and uh, 64th and 65th districts, those, those are going to change. Mm -hmm. And both Julie Alexander and Sarah Leitner are term limited. Mm -hmm. Both are ex have expressed interest in running for Mike Shirky's seat, but we don't know what that district is going to look like, and he won't be running because he's term limited as mm -hmm. well. And then there's the Congress. We, we don't know what the what yep. district we're going to be part of, or or what uh, geography it's going to encompass. So Nobody I think knows. a lot of those answers we're waiting, including your answer, <laughs> is going to wait until after. Where's your big uh, <laughs> your spinning wheel? We'll just put all the opportunities out there along yeah. with the just go away. Just tell us just tell us something we don't spin. know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, before uh, we started, uh, you're saying we're back open. The city's back open. Yeah. Summer's here. But the city's still doing uh, uh, meetings, council meetings uh, on Zoom. When's that going to stop? Yeah, well, we're doing that through August. Uh, that was a decision that the council made. I think that we're going to, we're slowly revisiting that. Uh, some of the boards and commissions are slowly revisiting that. Uh, some of them are Act 345. Some of our pension funds have been meeting in person. There's not uh, a lot of public attendance at, at some of those. But, you know, we just want to be uh, cognizant of some of the uh, issues that we're continuing to face with COVID, um, continuing to encourage people to get vaccinated. And I think we'll probably be revisiting that kind of at the end of the summer um, and hopefully coming back up so that people can uh, come back to the greatest show in town. It's live city council meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, how are the city residents doing right now? You know, I think they're, they're resilient. Uh, what I have seen throughout this pandemic is that our residents and our business community has an incredible amount of grit. Uh, they are 
strong. I think that they have, uh, you know, suffered a lot through the pandemic, uh, like other communities. But what I've seen talking with other uh, mayors and other leaders from other communities uh, and comparing that to our own is that Jackson, you know, has something different. It's got that grit. It's got that resiliency. We've been able to bounce back. I think anyone going coming downtown now and seeing the long lines at some of the restaurants uh, stands as a testament to that. And, you know, we've just continued to grow in terms of development, in terms of uh, continuing some of the planning that we've put in place at City Hall to continue to redevelop the MLK corridor, uh, attracting businesses to town. We've uh, walked new developers and new uh, investors through our community. So there still continues to be a lot of excitement. And I think while our momentum slowed a little bit, we've been able to pick right back up and keep going. The city's still under a state of emergency? Still under a state of emergency. Uh, I think we'll be uh, similar to the uh, city council meetings revisiting that uh, at some point this year, uh, you know, as we continue to uh, reopen and follow the state lead, we'll be revisiting that as well. The uh, revenue uh, for the state of Michigan is higher because of uh, what people are spending. There's more sales tax, there's more mm -hmm. money in because of the CARES Act and the Recovery Act. And we're going to see uh, the city of Jackson get some 32, 33 million dollars. Yep. Uh, what is the city going to uh, do with that big windfall? Well, I think it is uh, ability for us to make some pretty transformative investments for the community. Uh, the city manager, and, and we're not going to spend it all at once. In fact, it'll come in two tranches. So the city manager has put out uh, just kind of a, a brief synopsis of what he's proposing to use it as. Uh, a large portion of that going to up grading our water and sewer infrastructure, uh, projects that we haven't been able to undertake in a while. And a lot of that will also go towards direct assistance to residents and uh, hopefully small businesses as well. So some of the things that we did with the CARE Act funding of direct support to uh, individuals for their water bills, uh, for housing uh, insecurities, things like that, I think we're gonna continue to make investments in. I will say at the state, uh, hopefully, the state uh, can get its act together. I know that there's some partisan gridlock. Uh, they still have some of their CARES Act funding uh, that was uh, <laughs> appropriated from the federal government long ago. Now they're getting some American Rescue Plan funding, uh, a, a large portion of that. So hopefully they can use some of that funds to also reinvest in our communities and our infrastructure, fixing our roads, um, doing things to help uh, small businesses and the residents here in Jackson as well. Yeah, in fact, there are some in Lansing who think that the state is going to help uh, municipalities with the uh, replacement of the lead water service that lines. That would be great. <laughs> <And> <laughs> uh, Funding their formerly unfunded mandate. That'd right. Be but you, as a city, went ahead and decided to ask for a loan from the, city, from the state mm -hmm. for $3 million. Yeah, for $3 million. Uh, the overall extent of our lead service line replacement is about $120 million. So three million will not cover, uh, will cover a, a small portion <laughs> of that, but it is a, a good chunk that will allow us to continue to find efficiencies in the lead service line replacement program that we're gonna be doing uh, a lot of that work in house. So we're excited to get to work. We did a, I think 
city council did its due diligence in studying the true cost of lead service line replacement. Uh, that's going to actually reduce some of the costs from what we were anticipating in the previous administration. So we did our job. Uh, now it's time to, to get to work. And thankfully, there's some resources out there from the state in terms of that uh, forgivable loan. And hopefully uh, the state uses some more of that uh, either CARES Act money or uh, rescue plan money to further help cities like Jackson with that huge burden. Derek Dobies, the mayor of the city of Jackson with us today on The Morning Show. More with Derek after this quick break. Get the facts about the COVID-19 vaccine. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective and provide our best hope of ending the pandemic and returning to normal. The walk-in clinic at Center for Family Health is providing vaccines Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. and 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. No appointment is necessary. Don't delay, stop in today. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to healthcare for all in Jackson County for 30 years. Someone once told me that every community needs a strong hospital, a strong college, and a strong bank. County National Bank is that bank. CMB provides outstanding personal banking services and is the bank of choice for several nonprofit organizations that serve our communities. It's an honor to be part of the growth of the communities we serve in Jackson, Brooklyn, Lenaway, Calhoun counties. And we're proud to help local businesses expand and succeed. CMB is banking that stays in the community. It is warm and welcoming. Serving all faiths, St. John Catholic Cemetery honors those who have been laid to rest with community events throughout the year. We are here to guide you in celebrating life even in death. For more information, go to jacksoncemetery.org. Just imagine how long your retirement will be. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? Do you have enough saved? Can your retirement portfolio survive a stock market downturn? So many times I hear, I wish I would have talked to you sooner. I am Brian Smith with Summit Wealth Advisors, and I'm here to answer your questions. At Blair's Car Care, honesty and customer satisfaction have always been the most important thing for us. We have been serving loyal customers in Jackson County for almost 100 years. We do auto repair of all sorts, including tires, alignment, brakes, oil changes, and much more. For more information, please call 517-782-8116 or come stop by at 2424 Wildwood Avenue and experience for yourself what makes Blair's so special. Asthma Allergy Centers can help you breathe freely. Since 1980, our board-certified specialists have provided testing and treatment for a wide variety of asthma and allergy-related conditions, including immunodeficiencies and skin problems. No referrals are necessary, and we accept any insurance or no insurance. You can even use our mobile app to check in and pay. Come see us at our Jackson office or one of our multiple offices in Southwest Michigan.
Welcome back. We're with Mayor Derek Dobies on the morning show. And Derek, downtown kind of went from, okay, we're not doing anything to we have events every <laughs> single day, every single night. We have the social, social district, mm -hmm. food truck Tuesday. Um, Got to be satisfied with the way things are, are going this summer. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just, again, stands as a testament to our resiliency. And it's exciting that uh, council was able to pass the social districts. There's more uh, restaurants coming online uh, and taking advantage of that so I think we'll that will just add to the vibrancy of downtown and uh, further support some of the events that I'm sure uh, local nonprofits uh, local businesses are going to be having downtown and uh, food trucks have been incredibly popular I'm sure that there'll be more uh, music and other events coming downtown as well the uh, social district legislation was designed to help restaurants who are limited with uh, indoor capacity to be able to spread out yep but it's taking a long time for this to roll out. We're yeah. gonna get back to full capacity in restaurants next month and still no social, what's taking we'll so long? Yeah, I think we'll still have the, the social districts um, even, even beyond that, which I think uh, will be good because it will, I think, encourage a lot more people to you know, go into a restaurant and then uh, not just be a part of that specific business scene, but be able to kind of venture around and, and explore our downtown and, and maybe hop into uh, a different place. So I think that in terms of, uh, it, it was a good, good policy. Uh, we'll see how uh, people uh, utilize it uh, responsibly, uh, hopefully here uh, in the city. I think people will. Yeah. When you're when you're at a place where you are allowed to have a drink on the street, you feel like you've won the lottery. <laughs> so you'll be in a good mood. Yep. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, there's always a lot of concern with new policy and, and being able to understand that and, and kind of follow the rules. I think we'll definitely be putting up some signs, working with the DDA to put up some signage and things like that to help people understand what the social district is, when they can uh, have those beverages and, and where. But uh, overall, I think it'll be uh, positive for the city and, and probably positive for uh, cities that, that do uh, create their own social districts. I know uh, during the pandemic, a lot of uh, economic development activities were put on hold. And I think a number of um, issues because of the work from home changing how companies look at office space. Yeah. How about the city of Jackson? We've got, you know, dependent on t income tax for in-city uh, employees and mm -hmm. companies, what's, what's the long-term effect on both the, maybe the pause in economic development and possible reduction in income tax? That's a great question. And we are gonna be using some of our uh, rescue plan funding to offset some of the reduction that we've had in our city income tax. So we'll uh, be doing that for this fiscal year, likely for subsequent fiscal years as well, because we have uh, a couple of years to be able to use, uh, spend down all that rescue plan uh, money. I think that, you know, over the next couple of years, we are going to see a significant reduction in just the nature of work and people working from home. And that will have a substantial impact, uh, not only on our income taxes, uh, but just on uh, properties uh, within the city. So we are, as a mayor and part of the Urban Core Mayors Alliance at the Michigan Municipal League, we're working with partners uh, to figure out how to address that. 
uh, we are exploring some uh, tax incentives to be able, uh, federal incentives to be able to convert uh, office space to uh, housing and what that looks like. It'll be similar to uh, some of the uh, tax credits that are available for uh, historic districts and, and things like that. But I think that'll be a, a game changer for urban cores like Jackson, uh, for buildings like uh, One Jackson Square that I think uh, last time I checked in with uh, leadership at the hospital was about half vacant now. And some of these other businesses uh, and large industries that are trying to figure out what to do with their vacant buildings that maybe have transitioned some of their staff to uh, fully work at home, what do they do with that vacant space? So providing some incentives uh, for uh, conversion to uh, residential units, I think makes a lot of sense, puts those buildings back to use, and does something that is crucial for cities like Jackson, where we want people living in downtown because it'll help us attract further amenities and uh, further capacity for future growth. Do we have City of Jackson employees still working from home? Uh, we do. I, most of us are, are back uh, full time now. Um, I think there may be some that, uh, that may be working remote, but most of us are back at City Hall. And uh, you know, now that the weather is cleared out, cleaning up uh, large parts of our community and working in the parks. So we got a lot of projects underway, a lot of work going on, and uh, hopefully that'll continue into the future. City Hall would make some nice apartments. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That top floor. <laughs> well, you you have, can have my office. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I, and I know some parks. Did you know some parks yesterday? They were just uh, teeming with kids. At, uh, Everything the looks great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, consumers was down we're last close, week. We're close to finishing up and doing a ground break or a ribbon cutting on the dog park, mm -hmm. a new dog park, uh, and also with the uh, trail along Elmdale uh, through Ella Sharp, uh, which includes a new pedestrian bridge. So. Mm -hmm. We're really excited about that, and we'll be cutting some ribbon here uh, in the next few weeks. Are you going to bring your dog to take the f ceremonial first? I will, yes. I think he already <laughs> took the first ceremonial dump in the park. Uh, <laughs> so thankfully he didn't do it on camera. But uh, yeah, we'll be back, and Sir Wolf will make another guest appearance. <laughs> Thanks for being here today. Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, the mayor of the city of Jackson, Derek Dobies. Uh, stay with us. Coming up next, we'll uh, learn all about the Active Jackson Coalition. Uh, Martha York and Ken Mangus join us after this. Change the channel, change your carpet. Collins Brothers downtown. Excellent. Established in 1940. That's before the war, sucker. Gilbert Chocolates has been a Jackson tradition for over 118 years. We've built a reputation for quality gourmet chocolate that you can taste in every bite. Handcrafted and made fresh right here in Jackson. Enjoy a variety of fudge, chocolates, truffles, and more. Create your own gold box or gift basket. Visit our three locations in Jackson Crossing, Meridian Mall in Okemos, and our factory location in downtown Jackson. Gilbert Chocolates, we are the sweet soul of Jackson. Do you have a student aged 10 to 18 in need of a sports or annual checkup? Be sure to check out the Center for Family Health. With two convenient locations to serve you, it's easier than ever to get your student's sports physical off your checklist. What's even cooler than that? 
Every sports checkup at the Center for Family Health gets you entered in a raffle to win a brand new bike. Call 517-748-5500 to schedule your appointment today. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to health care for all in Jackson County for more than 30 years. The Jackson Community Foundation. We connect people and resources to causes that strengthen and build our community. By creating an endowment fund at the Jackson Community Foundation, you can invest in our community's future. In 2015, over 760,000 in grants and scholarships were awarded from endowment funds created by citizens like you. To begin your legacy today, contact the foundation at 517-787-1321. For Jackson, for good, forever. Hi, I'm George Pearson from Howard Hanna Real Estate. Whether you're looking for residential, commercial, industrial, or vacant land, please give me a call at number 517-740-8910. I will find the right property for you. Yes, we know, pet insurance can be a bit confusing, but it doesn't have to be. The Personal Lines team at Walton, an independent auto owner's insurance agency, is here to help. We've flipped the script to provide the modern pet parent with clear choices and access to the latest technology, including an app that allows you to make claims, talk to a live vet 24-7, and even manage playdates. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. With us now from Active Jackson Coalition is Martha York and Ken Mangus. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to see you. So Active Jackson, that sounds that sounds like what we all all need. What is the Active Jackson Coalition? Well, the Active Jackson Coalition used to be called the Walkable Communities Coalition. It's been in existence in our community for quite a while, but a couple of years ago we said we need something. We need to change that title because not everybody walks and we want to make sure that we're promoting physical activity in a way that encourages all adults to know that this is um, an, an accessible, doable thing. So we changed it to Active Jackson Coalition and our aim is to promote all of the ways that people can be walking, biking, and accessing our outdoor trails that we have in our community. We used to have a fitness council that right. disbanded and right. they did a lot of the promotion for uh, the, the bike to work, walk to work, paddle to work, all the full of summer kind of things. And that, that kind of just went away. And is this filling this is the, the gap? Same, yes, this is the same group that was affiliated with that fitness council. And you're absolutely right. It did fizzle out and it was unfortunate because it was such a great mission. So the mission is still the same, to promote walking, biking, rolling in our community. And we decided this summer to come up with a series we call Move It Mondays because we wanted to encourage people to get out at least one day a week if you're not currently physically active. But we have so many great trails and sidewalks and accessible lanes now. Um, and our, our coalition, actually, I get introduced to it and from our township supervisors and urban planners, and I love it. I think it's a lot of fun to know what's coming. Yeah, we're lucky. We don't, I don't think we realize what we have in Jackson until some someone from out of town comes in and tells us how lucky we are. Um, how long How long have you been uh, in, enjoying the uh, parks and trail systems and outdoors in Jackson? Well, I've lived in the Jackson area for 20 years, so over 20 years now, so I, a long time. I enjoy riding the trails a lot. It's 
that's a great thing to do. You hit yeah. the falling water trails and just go. It's everybody's nice out there. It's just a nice thing to do. So how do we move it on Mondays? Mondays Mondays is hard for me. How do we how do we get moving? <laughs> well, this was kind of designed after the city of Detroit had a slow roll where people would get together once a week and go to a different spot of the city and they block it off with security and give people a chance and it and it just blew up with popularity. There were like a thousand people who show up for these events wow. now. Hmm. And we said, Well, what if we had something similar in Jackson? We just wanna dub it as move it Mondays and initially we wanted to do it in person and with COVID restrictions we were concerned about exposing people unnecessarily to risk. So what we've done instead, <clears throat> pardon me, is on the fourth Monday of the month we're featuring a different local trailhead on our Facebook page, Active Jackson. That's all you have to do is look up on awesome. Facebook, Active Jackson. You could like and follow us. But we're going to introduce people in sort of a neighbor-to-neighbor -neighbor friendly way. It's very informal but we go out and we videotape what, what will you see if you come visit this trail. And we also have different demonstrations on like how to get a bike helmet that fits or how to use trekking poles or things that just promote people of all ability levels to get started. It's, it's user friendly, right? Yeah. It's doable for everybody no matter your age or your fitness level. You don't have to be an athlete. So <clears throat> sounds they, basic, but a lot of people, like you said, they don't know the prop. Maybe they've never ridden on a bike before or right. haven't been on one in 30 years. Right. Yeah. And, and the thing is, in our community, there is a trail within 10 minutes of where everyone lives. And I don't think people know that. That's huge. That's a big fact and a positive draw to the city of Jackson and the county. So what we're trying to do is let them see, this is what you might experience if you come. This is where the bike rental station is and how you work it. Here's where there is an accessible bathroom. Like I like to have a porta potty when I'm going out to visit a trail for the first time. So I like to know there's yeah. something there that I can expect. Um, and so we're introducing them to five different local trails this summer with on the alternate Mondays where we're doing some of the demonstrations of things like we're going to feature the Armory Bike Union that does maintenance and, and does things like low cost for people who we don't want cost to be a barrier to being physically active. Andy prides himself on uh, knowing where the best public bathrooms are at uh, in the country. Any place, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that was harder <laughs> under under COVID to uh, keep my list going, but uh, <laughs> but you're right. A lot of people won't go anywhere if they don't think there's not going to be a bathroom. That's right. just fact. Mm -hmm. right. right. Pretty important. Just the fact that you say we meet at a different trailhead each Monday is amazing. That there are that many trailheads and trails that oh. we have and there's even as we speak one under construction yes. through LHR Park. Yes, it's, and they're widening the, the MLK trail is going to become wider um, so it becomes even more user friendly. I love, I'm out in Summit Township and they put in all those great trail extensions mm -hmm. these past couple of years. I'm on them all the time. I have no excuse. It's at the end of my road, right? Yeah. I can just get on foot or on a bike and I take friends there and I meet people and I introduce them to the new trail connectors and yeah, it's exciting. Actually, we have two under construction right now. There's a, a trail that connects the Falling Waters Trail to M60 in Spring Arbor that kind right. of goes along Teft Road. Yeah, the Teft Road, Road. Road. the yeah. Teft Road extender. Yep. Yeah, that's coming along. That's going to be open completely, I think, by the end of the summer. Looks like they just have uh, asphalt to put down, so yeah. it's getting close. And then the one uh, along Elmdale, um, LHR Park, there's, uh, most of the concrete has been poured. They still have a bridge. There's uh, a little finger of the Grand River that they have to 
crossover, so a bridge has to be plopped into place, and so that's getting close. Oh my gosh, and they're so scenic too. The design is just beautiful. There, you, you get on it and it, it improves your, not only your physical well-being, but your mental well-being. Just getting out and seeing these beautiful trails and the, the nature, the wildlife, all of it. And other people, like Ken said, mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. are friendly. And you were speaking about trail development. We've just recently learned that uh, approval has been given to build the connector to the Mike Levine Trail that stops at Hawkins Road right now. And it's gonna come through the prison property and come and connect to the consumer's trail at Monroe Street, so. Wow, wow, Construction's gonna start on yeah. that next summer. Next summer so that will take you to that Mike Levine Lakelands Trail, which goes all the way out to Pinckney. So Hamburg. if you really want a long distance. Hamburg. Or Hamburg. Hamburg, yeah. Yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, spot in Jackson to uh, to be outside at? What's one spot where you make sure you stop? Home. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we've worked very hard on a yard. It makes it it's really lovely. Yeah. It's, it's a big enough yard. My grandson's there. He can just run and play and not have to, you don't have to keep a hand on him the whole time. So it's nice. home. Uh, Martha is also a community education coordinator with the Region 2 Area Agency on Aging. So getting our seniors uh, more involved, and particularly with COVID, so many people just, they put their uh, fitness or their, just their walk or whatever on hold. So we've got a lot of, we've got a lot of coming back. We do, and, and you're absolutely right. Like if you have, I had some surgeries, right? And when you have a surgery, if you are off your feet for up to a week, you can lose up to 10% of your body mass, your strength, your muscle mass goes huh. away. So trying to get people conditioned again and getting them out, we wanted to show that these trails are accessible, that you know you you can have a, a walker or a rollator on that, you know, or I demonstrate trekking poles. It's been one of the things that's kept me upright <laughs> as I age, and now I can do more hiking and I've had less falls. So we want to let people know you don't have to have a high fall risk when you're on our trails. We have many that are paved or have limestone or, so what we're trying to feature with the Active Jackson Coalition are the ones that are accessible trails. We're going to be featuring out at Dalham Nature Center. They put a lot of investment into making accessible trails out there. And the Mike Levine Trail, very flat, very easy to navigate. Falling Waters Trail is beautiful mm -hmm. and all these new connectors. Um, we'll also be having, uh, we'll be showcasing the downtown MLK trail and the way to navigate because it's a little bit tricky with some of the signage, but mm -hmm. we're going to introduce some people to, you know, you can look at our video and say, okay, I get it. I think I could handle that. I want to come out and try it out. And That's awesome. Yeah. What, do, what, uh, what should people do if they want to meet up, if they want to join, they they want to do what? What should they? Uh, what should they do? How should they find you guys? Well, as I said on Facebook, you can go to the Active Jackson page. You can like it and follow it there. But we have meetings the second Tuesday of every month. Right now, we've been doing it on Zoom. Uh, we used to meet at Disability Connections, but anybody in the public can come, and it's a great way to hear what's coming and to be educated. We've been featuring the Jackson City and County Non-Motorized Plan and understanding what what kind of bike lanes there are that are proposed. There's been a lot of different studies on feasibility so that if there are grant opportunities that we can advocate for as a public and say, we need this in our community. We want to connect so that people don't have to go somewhere in a car. They can go on foot, on bike, in a, in a wheelchair, with a walker. You know, there's all these options and anybody can be more physically active. 
How, how was it yesterday? Did you have a good turnout? Yesterday was our... It's walkable for uh, Move It Monday. Did you have... Oh, yesterday? for our Move It Mondays, um, what we're, we're... On the fourth Monday of the month is when we showcase the event. Okay. Um, and so what we're doing is all on Facebook. So we are just uh, having turnout as far as people clicking, liking, watching, <laughs> viewing, um, and editing our own videos, our little homemade videos. Uh, but it, it is just an introduction to get people to say, okay, I want to go find out more. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for being here today. Thanks Thank for you guys. having us. Uh, be Active Jackson. Yeah, Be Active Jackson <laughs> yeah, from uh, Active Jackson Coalition. Uh, chairperson Martha York and Vice Chair Ken Mangus. The morning show continues after this. Hey guys. Great job. All right, All right. great. Quick picture of the four of you here. If you're looking for a personalized car buying experience, then visit the team at Auto Merchants. Buy, sell, and trade without the backroom haggling. You'll work with one person start to finish. Put our 30 years of financing experience to work finding your next ride. The Pick Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Doctors O'Neill and CAC supervise antibiotic infusions, as well as those for many other conditions, such as inflammatory bowel, joint, and lung disease, anemia, and multiple sclerosis. Our modern facility is open seven days a week, and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best. Lester Brothers has been performing driveway installations for over 30 years. Crushed asphalt is one of our most popular driveway gravels and an overall Lester Brothers favorite. When spread properly, it can last for many years. It's 100% recycled, environmentally friendly, quarter of the cost of hot asphalt, dust-free, and ready for immediate use after construction. Contact Lester Brothers today for a free timely estimate for your future crushed asphalt driveway or parking lot. I'm Nate Vermeulen, and welcome to Vermeulen Furniture. We are Jackson's premier home furnishing store. Living and dining room sets, home office decor, beautiful bedrooms, we have it all. Take advantage of our in-home design service, and we provide free mattress delivery and setup. We have a wide variety of power recliners for those lazy days, and be sure to check out our clearance center for the best deals in Jackson. Stop into Vermeulen's today and make your house a home. I'm Chef Jake. Add some fresh...
Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. We had the mayor with us. You know who my all-time favorite mayor is? No. Kwame Kilpatrick. <laughs> and interestingly enough, he was invited to speak. He's out of jail. He's out. Yeah, he's been out. Uh, his first public event since his release from prison, the former mayor of the D preached to the crowd Sunday at the historic Little Rock Baptist Church. Hmm. So, he's out. Told everyone uh, he's, you know, bribery, fraud, extortion, racketeering. Changed man. Mm. But anyways, what a just insane uh, political <laughs> figure in the state of Michigan. Yeah. But I think he's in Atlanta with his family, so I just flew in to preach. Flew back. Maybe he'll run for something again. You know, his family and he had a lot of supporters that were uh, sure campaigning did. to get him out of prison early. Yeah, uh, he was, of course, uh, uh, his sentence was cut by uh, former President Donald Trump. The 28-year sentence was cut 20 years short. Wow. So he got lucky. So uh, summer replacement series include some crazy things. NBC has a new series uh, called Ultimate Slip and Slide, and it's based on the, uh, the Whammo slip and slide mm -hmm. that you have in your backyard. But uh, production on the show has come to a stall due to an outbreak of explosive diarrhea among the, the cast and staff oh. of the show. Now this is mud, by the way, and we don't have any pictures from the set. Um, NBC has been guarding the uh, show. So Someone probably got into the something and then I don't know, up to 40 crew members had awful explosive diarrhea and were forced to run into porta potties with some even collapsing, <laughs> according to the rap. And so the, it's, it's, it's the back And ex explosive, explosive means just what you think it is. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, people, they know what explosive diarrhea is. Well, no, I mean, I need people to really know what it is. Well, people that have had it know what it is. What it yeah, is. they have. Um. <laughs> Did you hear about the guy in uh, Northern California at a vineyard that got stuck in a giant fan for two days? They have these fans to keep the, uh, the vineyards uh, warm during the winter. And uh, there he is. He's in the shaft of a giant fan. Could you imagine? Firefighters rescued him. He had been there for two days. He said he liked to take pictures of engines of old farm equipment. Well, that, <laughs> of course, wasn't farm equipment. Uh, but uh, it turns out the man had far more methamphetamine than camera equipment. Oh, okay. I was yeah. going to say, wow, that's so, a tough one there. Mm -hmm. I did see a video the other day of uh, people kicking soccer balls up at wind turbines. Oh, I'm nice. gonna try that next. Oh, that sounds yeah. like a great idea. You know the whole uh, yeah. on 127 there. There's plenty of choices. Well, let's do that. Yeah, it's our so. trip. Who's uh, coming up next? Uh, coming up. To, well, first coming up tomorrow on uh, the morning show, Chad Cumberworth, Kelly, Joe Gilmore, and then we are going to be talking with Craig Hatch and Corey Mays. Uh, later on today's show, Jeff Beal, Tara Poplowski, Kentol, Justin Fairchild, Bill Vaughn, and Angie Smith. And that's it. We'll see you this afternoon.